Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I'm your host, Josh Kimmel, and with me is Christopher Koffler. Chris, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? It's a exciting week of wrestling. Was it? It was, so far. Was it? I'm confused. Like, was it? I don't know. I mean, we had a good pay-per-view over the weekend. That was last week, Chris. That was over the weekend. Literally last week. We're already to Friday. <laughs> that was, like, in my rear... I thought you were talking about Raw. I thought you were talking about NXT... SmackDown's going on right now. Uh, AEW's coming on. Are you going to watch that live? Uh, maybe. I don't no. know. I have it set to record just in case. We got 50 minutes. It goes live in 50 minutes. Oh, man. So we're not, you're not watching that live. No. Neither am I. Sorry, I watched it in the morning. I saw someone say, uh, it's Friday night. And you know what that means? I'm like, no, I don't. I'll be watching Saturday morning. Yep. That's, it's, it's 10 o'clock. That's a, that's a late start. It's unfortunate that they have to start that late. Yeah. Basketball playoffs. It's a bad time slot, though. It's mm-hmm. like they don't give a fuck. They're like, so? Why couldn't they move them to Tuesday? Why couldn't they move them to no. any time but 10 p.m. on a Friday night where people are usually out mm-hmm. or they are sleeping? Yep. One of the two. So tell me about Double or Nothing, Chris. That's that's the main event. That's what we want to talk about. How was it? Um, that was great. I really, really enjoyed the pay-per-view. I, of course, got to go see it live. My first time ever going to Daly's Place. Um, I think that was a great venue for it because, you know, they, they tend to like the smaller venues. Even pre-COVID, they never really did the big giant stadiums. I wonder now if they're going to move to that soon. But it was nice. It was great weather. Um, I love the seats that we had, minus one little small detail. So whenever I went to the event in Chicago a couple of years ago, we were on the second row, or the excuse me, the second level front row but we were like from the people coming out of the ramp we were off into their right so all you know everything was kind of um, a little bit off center and we were stuck on the side that had the camera that kind of had some of the swooping overhead shot whatever stuff so I switched our tickets to the other side, and lo and behold, the camera, that same camera, they moved it to that side. Oh, man. So it was in front of us, but not too much. Probably for the people in the 100 section in the back, it was blocking a lot of what they were watching. But there'd be an occasional spot where they would bring up the camera and be right in the damn way. Right. Was trying to avoid that. But it luckily was not too much. It didn't happen at any real big moments. But all in all, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Who had the biggest pop? You couldn't tell through the TV? I just want to know. I want to know who had the biggest pop. The biggest pop for sure, hands down, no contest, was Orange Cassidy. Okay. Not even close. I was surprised. I did not think he... Not even close because I thought... No, not even close. Through TV, because I watched it on pay-per-view at home. Through TV, I thought Paige got the biggest pop and Cassidy was second. It's just when that music hit for... Because it was the first match of the night. Yeah. So I thought like people were wild, they're crazy, they're re- they're ready for live wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he- that Hangman music came, that was a loud pop. I didn't really notice it with Cassidy, maybe because I was getting tired, maybe because I was it was late in the night. Anytime he would start picking up momentum in the match, those near falls that he had, which we'll get into that later, that was the loudest the crowd was the entire Nobody night. Nobody believed he was winning that match. The people there did. No, because they're <laughs> idiots. Then because not, I nobody, feel like they did. Nobody thought he was going over. That yeah. was the most obvious like, mm. lock of the night you could probably have. But let's go into the pay-per-view. You, um, match of the night probably was the triple threat match. Omega, oh, sure. Cassidy, Pac. Uh, I mean, what else stood out for you? 
Um, like you said, the energy was there right from the beginning. Hangman and Brian Cage match. Actually, I'll say because you probably didn't see it. I know you said you would not watch it, but the Serena Deeb and Riho match was actually really good. I didn't watch it. I figured you wouldn't because um, there was no storyline there, of course, but for a match, they did pretty damn good. They put on a show. Remember, we were kind of, we all gave that match a little bit of a hard time. We said, hey, if you were watching this match, are you going to buy the pay-per-view? I think people might have because they were that good. If it was somebody that was just, didn't really know what AEW was about. No, let me check. The, was oh. it better than Britt Baker and... Man, it was right there. Now, wait, which which half of the Britt Baker match? Because I feel like that was a match of two halves. I feel like that match was sloppy. That match was yeah. not good. And that match was terrible. It was very underwhelming. It was very bad. Up until the very end. Like The so, end got really good, but like at least the first half to three quarters of you it. Didn't re- so you watched it live. Every wrestling match is two stars better live because it just is. Mm-hmm. When you're watching on TV, you see all the botches. You see all the terribleness. You see Sheeta can't really pick anyone up to do her moves. No. She she botched, she botched like three moves because she couldn't. She didn't have the power to pick up Britt Baker. Yeah. She just couldn't. It's like, oh, that was a Tanoki driver. I'm like, no, I mean, no. she didn't do anything. <laughs> she didn't do anything. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, we could kind of see that. And I get what you're saying. It is a little bit harder for us to see that live. It's like, did you the see the Leo, and- Rush, the, the, Leo, the Leo Rush botch? Like where he was jumping and running through the rings and he did the, he was supposed to springboard off the ropes. He totally missed the ropes. No, I, like, didn't. It's I didn't catch a, that. It, it's an AEW tradition unlike any other. You must botch <laughs> on your debut. You have to do it. If you oh, don't botch, man. you're screwed. Yep. You're screwed. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I want to talk about the highlight. I don't want to go through every single match. I want to go talk. I want to do highlights, lowlights of this pay-per-view, of this great pay-per-view. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to trash it. But that's what I do. But it was a great pay-per-view from start to finish. Um, I know you were there. My favorite match was the triple threat match by far. I ranked them on Twitter, my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. And as you saw, the Britt Baker match was unranked, not even ranked. It was terrible. Yeah. I think we were all expecting something really great out of that match. No, I wasn't expecting anything great. And I got a lot of heat for it on Twitter, dude. These Sheeta no. marks were coming after me. They were coming after me. And I'm like, oh, the, the Brock Lesnar of AEW finally dropped the belt. What do you mean? She's 55 and oh. What do you mean? She's been on the, she's been on the show twice in the past six months. What do you yeah. mean? Oh, she's been doing divisions in Japan. Okay, well, she's not on AEW television. Well, she's 55 and oh. Yeah, on dark. All right, on fucking dark, <laughs> yeah. bro. It's weird. It's weird how she just disappeared once she had the title, and okay. especially since you started oh. watching. She's been I'll, on like twice. I was told on Twitter that she's there every week. So I was just told every week she's there. Yeah, not really, not wrestling. <laughs> um, there were some weeks where she just kind of made a brief appearance. So I was told, Chris, think the Sting and Darby Allen match was awesome. I was told that. I ranked it, I think, fourth. Yeah. I only remember the end. I don't remember anything from this match except for the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I only, I only put it forth on my rankings because Sting, it was Sting. That's it. <laughs> like, there was nothing else special about this. Yeah, it was, I think, the end and then the very beginning. And I have to admit, I did not see the very beginning of the match because it was right after the Britt Baker match. And I think a lot of people were waiting for that match to be over for us to all quickly go make our bathroom run. Because then after that, and whenever the, the video package started rolling for the Sting match, a lot of people had the same idea. All right, let's go. This is our bathroom run. So I had to wait in a little bit of line. That was the only time all night. And so I missed the very beginning. I heard he came out and did something. Can you tell me what, what did he do? He jumped off something, did something. You didn't happened? see him jump off the poker chip? I didn't make it back. I was walking oh. back and I missed that part. So you he have was, to tell me about he it. He was on the uh, the outside and he jumped off the poker chips that were he cross-bodied two guys. Uh, the two guys, and that was awesome. Like you don't expect a sixty-one-year-old man to do that. That's that's what everyone's marking out about. Okay, is like this. Oh, he jumped two feet from the air. Like yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like it wasn't that exciting, but people were marking out about it. It was him. He was it, old. We weren't sure yeah. his first live match. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, at least you know everyone's like he still got it. He still got it. Well, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I was dozing off during that match. No, dude. I was texting you. I'm like. All right, like it was, it was like ten thirty. I'm like, geez, all right, one more match. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. There's like four more matches, dude. Mm-hmm. This was like wrestling. It went till midnight. Yeah, it was. It was a long card. It was long. I was getting. I'll tell you what, Stadium Stampede. I had to watch back because, and I hate to say this because I know people liked it. It sucked. What I mean by it sucked, as in 
it was too late. I was done. I, I already saw the best match of the night. I yeah. was dozing off during like uh, like during the Santino um Santino Santana the tag team feud when mm-hmm. they were in the nightclub the gay bar yeah. When they, <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. When they were in there, when they were in the bar, I dozed off. I didn't see any of that match or that live because I was just like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I just I was I already saw the most important thing. The AEW Championship is the most important thing. Why did it not close the show? You know, and I was wondering that at the time because I thought for sure that was gonna close the show, and I was almost about ready to leave. And and then I I kind of remember the same thing. I'm wait, we still have a whole stadium stampede match to go. And, and I'm and, like, this and with is an how, hour, yeah. And with how good that match was, the triple threat match, I'm like, man, that's going to be really hard to follow up because that was such an exciting match, a lot of energy. And I felt like just from that, the stadium stampede was already going to be ranked a little lower just because you don't want to be that match that goes on right after a really good match like that. It's it's hard to maintain that energy level in the crowd and that excitement. And, and as far as why... They put it there. Again, I was questioning the same thing. I said, why is your triple threat match not closing out the show? And it didn't make sense to me until it came right up until the end. Obviously, they went back and forth. Inner Circle gets the win. And then the moment where I realized why it closed out the show, because then Fozzie is playing Judas, and the whole crowd is singing along. Mm -hmm. And that's the energy they wanted to leave the show on, was everybody singing. Because that was kind of like a thing throughout the entire pandemic era of wrestling. It started and people, I think it really caught on on the Jericho cruise. That's when it first caught on a little bit right before everything shut down. Cause that was in like January, I yeah. think. And then you flash forward and get to March. And when it's starting to catch on at the shows and then you have that one where Sammy was trying to sing it and he was so bad and off key and like, and then every week they kind of kept everybody would sing that, you know, whenever he would come out when it was just the wrestlers there. And then the first time that they had some fans there. I mean, I remember that show cause I got chills just listening to that. Like there's fans back. So I think now they're like, all right, we're back, back. This is the end of the pay-per-view. That's how we want to send everyone out singing Chris Jericho's song, you know, Fozzie's song. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they chose to put it last. That's the only reason I can really come up with. Yeah. I mean, they wanted to get, they wanted to go out on a good note too. Yeah. They didn't want, because everyone knew Kenny was going over, so they didn't want to end it with Kenny screwing what he did. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, the Stampede match. The the highs and lows, man, because there, there's, some, there's some lows. There were some lows. Every time Jericho would throw a punch, his stupid cast would fall apart. Did you see that? Like, yes. He's like, just take it off. If you're not really hurt, I don't know if he's really hurt or not. Whatever. Didn't look like it, because no. they took it off anyway. Uh, the bar scene, people love Conan. That was horrific. That was <laughs> so cheeseball. That was trash. You probably like, you probably marked out to it. You probably no, thought no, it was I, so awesome. No, again, being there, coming off the energy of the last match, it, like it was dead silent in there. Like nobody was cheering. Nobody was, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm ready for them to get to the part where they're going to come out and finish this match. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Urban Meyer thing was, you that, know, that I did enjoy. That was cool. I wish it wasn't Urban Meyer. I wish it was Lawrence, but he didn't. He, Lawrence is way bigger than Urban Meyer. You know what I mean? Like, they couldn't get him. Yeah. So, they got Urban Meyer and Charlie Strong. Strong. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I noticed right. I'm like, that's Charlie Strong. I didn't know he worked for the Jaguars. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I did not realize that I didn't until know that segment yeah. there. Um, it was funny when they walked in. Um, I saw safeties, like safety room, because it's where the safeties, are, the defensive backs go to, for the meetings. And everyone on Twitter was like, oh, Urban Meyer's office. That's not Urban Meyer's office. It literally says safeties in there. <laughs> Idiots. But that was a good spot to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't like how they, they use a lot of instant replay. Did you did, did they do that out for you guys? Because there was it's like some. So when Jericho threw him out of the room, the safety room, the Urban Meyer's room, he threw him out, and that was it. And then literally cuts to a different angle yes. of how, like, Okay. It reminded me, that angle reminded me of Fresh Prince. <laughs> went through, what's his name? Um, yeah, Will Smith out. That's, Will Smith, oh, no, no, oh, the other funny. dude, G, DJ Jazzy Fresh. Yes, yes, and they would throw him out. I'm like, that's exactly what that looked like. Did they yeah. mean to do that, or was that just a coincidence? It's just, there were so many, like, I wish there was more brawls between all of them. It seemed, it seemed like a bunch of singles matches. Yeah, and it I, really did. And I didn't like that. That's not what Stadium Stampede's about. It's not, 
singles matches in a it's 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 really dumb that you could be in a meat locker like Jack Swagger or Hager and <laughs> Wardlow are, and you could literally pin them one two three, or do they go, hey stop fighting, Sammy stop? They in the meat locker they already won. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like that's pretty retarded. That's pretty stupid. They should have. It should be a different rule of like you have to eliminate everyone. Yeah, some I was way, thinking somehow. the same thing. I'm like, what happens? Because they're all so spread out. The, in the first one, they were all like in the stadium together. Yeah. So if one person would have got pinned, they would have noticed it. Right. And I think it was a lot of people fighting different people. But like you said, this one just felt very secluded. Like five. It was. It was four. Like, it was four different fights going on. It was like cutscenes. Like, all right, what's yeah. what's what are the Titans doing? Okay, well now what are the stars? Like you know Jericho. All right, now what are the tag teams doing? Like, yeah. I wish it was more of. I don't know. It just seemed too overproduced or yeah. too, well, whatever. We're spending way too much time. Did you like the chair room scene where he's sitting in the chair room by himself, all the chairs around him? I think they were just trying to build his chairman character. I was fine with it. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I was fine with it. Let me just say that. It was stupid. <laughs> they were having a sword fight with chairs. Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. Okay. Yeah. Triple threat match. You said it yourself. People thought Orange Cassidy was going to win. They seemed to be getting really into it, and they were like gasping for air when it was a two count that he would break out. And I was just like sitting there, and I'm watching it. I'm like, this is exciting, but like, do you guys really think he's going to win? Do you think <laughs> there's any way Omega does not walk out of here champion? Yeah, he, he there's no way. There there's was no, no way. way. I loved my favorite part of the match is when he kept on asking for his titles. To hit pack in the head. Yes. Over and over <laughs> and over. Wonder. That was pretty cool. Like, I have a belt. Give me another belt. Give yeah. me another belt. Yeah, like, that was that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I like uh, how they tied that in with all of his championships. Now, they made it believable that Orange was going to win with the... He punched both of them and won two, and then Callis knocked. Did you see him run out there and do that? Was that a surprise to you? Because on the... Fucking JR, man. JR is the worst. JR needs to retire. He's like... Don Callis, they're talking, and all of a sudden, Don Callis, where are you going, man? Where are you going, Don Callis? So I'm like, oh, he must be heading to the ring to screw over somebody. No. If they would have shut the fuck up and just let it happen, it would have been a surprise. Like, no, that came out of nowhere. But no, JR, where are you going? Where are you going? They just gave it away. So did you see him actually run over there? I'm just curious if, you, if they did I, pretty well. No, I did not see him right up until he got there because I wasn't paying attention off to the side at the commentator table. Mm-hmm. I was more so watching the match and, and watching that's just that unfold, me nit- so. nitpicking, but God, like JR, shut up. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. You got your champion too, making fun of you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure you saw that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, JR's just so freaking bad. So bad. And he, yeah, it's, it's probably past his time. Anything else about this show you want to talk about before we move on to some bad news? Um, just real quick, I was because we didn't touch on this match at all. I was excited to see that Jungle Boy got the win in the oh, Casino God. Battle Royal. There's Although he's not going to turn into anything, but I just like that it shows that maybe they have faith in him. I mean, they've been showing that all along, but I mean, it just kind of reinforced that. Yeah. I mean, I, we didn't talk about that match because that match was so underwhelming. Yeah. So like, it's just, that was probably the worst match of the night. Yeah. It's a very confusing match, but that's all I want to touch on. Jungle Boy won. He'll you didn't want to talk about the special. Well, hold on. You didn't want to talk about the special Joker card guy. We can. Let's, let's talk about it. You were excited. <laughs> I was surprised that you were excited because <laughs> I thought no matter what, you were going to hate it. And when I saw who came out, I thought you were for sure going to hate it. Did you think I was excited? Did my text come through as I was excited? I don't know. Did, I think so. Were you not excited? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me go back and read it again. I was on Twitter all day going, uh, people were like, Daniel Bryan. Daniel. So I, I tweeted out, Daniel Bryan, the Joker card, who says no? I got like four responses. Duh, everyone thinks that. That's definitely going to happen. Daniel Bryan's going to be the guy. Duh. Or like Andrade. Like I got killed. And so I put out there, y'all know it's going to be someone stupid, right? Like everyone knows it's going to be so, like it's going to be someone so irrelevant. It's not going to matter. And what happens when Leo Rush comes out? I laughed hysterically. Not that Leo Rush is a bad guy. Like he's a really good wrestler. I love his in-ring abilities. It's just everyone was so hyped all day about Daniel Bryan and, and this and that. And it was just a nobody again. But let's just say this. They didn't oversell it this time. No. They just, it was just, it's a mystery person and you'll find out when you find they out learned, the end. They learned from Christian. Which is which was good. Yeah, they didn't over, because if they would have overhyped it, that would have been disappointing. I was not disappointed. 
because they did not overhype it. I think he's a good fit for their company if he's going to do a few matches there, whatever he's going to do. You know, I, I finally downloaded Pluto TV on my... It's about time. Yeah, and there's a wrestling channel on there. It's like they play like literally independent wrestling all day and all yep. night. So I had it on after a Double or Nothing, just went upstairs and was watching it. It was cool because they, they did this purposely. They broke right after the pay-per-view. Right after. I, that's when I turned it on. They had a Leo Rush match, like Leo Rush's last match in that in that company, Pacific mm-hmm. West Coast Wrestling or whatever. Then they had a Brian Cage match back in the day. Then they had John Silver match versus um, Layla Hirsch. Like it was literally they they scheduled that night after Double or Nothing just for like AEW talent back when they were in that promotion. It was pretty cool to see like nice John Silver wrestle Layla Hirsch. Like what Ender Ginger match? Like <laughs> and he's so little. Like he's like the same size as her. It's, yeah. it's so funny. And you see their characters there because they're way different than how they are in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like Brian Cage is like a monster. Well, he's a monster now, but like he was even more of a monster in that promotion because he was by far the biggest guy there. And like John Silver was like a heel bad guy. Like it was just weird to see because I, you know, I don't wa- I don't watch independent wrestling. Yeah, but I've been watching it more, and I'm like, hey, I know that person. They, I watch AEW. Like they they brought up oh Darby Allen. Like so, I think. <laughs> They're all, I don't know how independent wrestling works. I don't know. But it was cool to see. Smaller promotions. It's fun to watch that stuff. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, okay, you let's just, get. You got to go to an independent show one day in Ebor. I don't go to Ebor. Let's go to some, uh, <laughs> some, uh, some bad news. Some people got released earlier this week. I think Wednesday. Some surprising. Yes. I, I got messaged by my friend Jeremy. He's like, is this real? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Let me go see. <laughs> and he sent me a picture of Braun Strowman. I'm like, oh, he got released. All right, who else got released? Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Ruby Riot, and someone named Santana Garrett. These were some surprising names. I didn't I wasn't surprised by Lana or Ruby or even Buddy Murphy. Surprised by obviously Strowman, who is promoting their going back on tour. I will be a I will be your conductor for the you know, he was he had this whole promo of how he's gonna be the conductor and he's gonna take everyone to the live events. No, I'm the Strowman Express. Mm-hmm. Cut. Uh, Alistair Black is doing promos again, saying he's the dragon, and he's he's on SmackDown doing promos every week. We were just talking about him like a couple of weeks ago. Cut, and then gone. That's it. Like I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I don't get it. Especially those, like you said, those two. I I was a little surprised about. Obviously, I don't know who Santana Garrett is either. Um, buddy, I I don't know. I guess he's kind of faded out, but still, he was he was really good wrestler. I thought Lana's not surprising. I guess as much. But Ruby Riot, I thought really good. Alistair Black, like you said, just cutting promos. Braun Strowman, he's was like huge, like See, what two years ago, and then just and then that's it. He still is huge. He, he was like what, just main eventing two pay per views ago? Yeah, it but I mean, he was like really big when oh, he started beating up uh, was Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Yeah, he would be like everything would just beat him up for the whole show. Yeah, and that's what got him over. And he was could have been the biggest thing. In a while, but of course, Brock Lesnar got in the way of that. So the biggest question on everyone's mind is where are these guys going to land up? Like where, like what promotion? Everyone's obviously saying AEW. I don't see anyone on this list. I don't see anyone on this list besides Lana that fits in AEW. You don't think Alistair Black? No. Why is that? He's too... <laughs> You're going to hate me for saying it. He's too big. <laughs> He's too big. He's going to... I made a joke on Twitter today. About man, if Strowman and Black go to AEW, these guys are going to look real small because right now they're already small, but they're all small together. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I've seen a lot of people kind of making, trying to guess, and I've seen a lot of Photoshop pictures of like what stable he would go to. I see a lot of two, two of them, um, the Butcher and the Blade, and Alistair Black. He kind of fits that look there, and then in a trio with. Your boy Sting and Darby Allen. That'd be horrible. Just be, you know what? People are so stupid. Just because he has tattoos. Yeah, it, it, this is so stupid. I, I like the the butcher and the blade one better. I no. I just like. I would like him to go. Why does everyone have to be a stable in AEW? Be your own person. No. I think what Hangman. He's like the only one. Yeah, and let let Alistair do it. Like let Strowman do it. Like we need some. Look, I don't think that they'll go there. You know, you've seen that picture with Altuve and Aaron Judge in second base. Have you seen that picture before? Where Altuve and... I really haven't? Mm, I don't think so. I don't okay. know. Where, where are we going with this? Tell me and maybe I'll remember. Well, it doesn't matter. 
if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. But the thing is, is like Strowman can't go there. He he can't go to AEW. He'll kill everyone. There's no one that can compete with him. Yeah. Like logically, put him against Jungle Boy. Put him against Marco Stunt. The dream <laughs> match that everyone wants to see. Strowman uh, versus Stunt. It's like right here. See, that would be Strowman. Oh, and that no, I haven't would, seen that. That's funny. That'd though. be Strowman, and that would be you know uh, one of the young bucks. Yeah, like it would just to tower over them. It just doesn't make sense. But I think, I think Lana should go there. Obviously, yeah, with the whole Miro day, could, that'd be amazing. Well, then they could have an intergender tag match against Kip Sabian and um. Man, that thing's over. Can we just <laughs> they can bring it? it back? Let's end it. Let's cut those guys. Let's release them and bring these guys in here. <laughs> uh, Ruby, she'd probably be the third best woman wrestler in that company. That's why I'd like to see her go there. I would like her to see that. I mean, they they all have ninety day non compete clauses, so yeah. it, it would take a while anyway. And and there's New Japan, there's AAA, there's these guys are gonna land somewhere. Yeah, they're yeah. good enough. I just it's just what Cody said. It's it's not all friends wrestling. It's all elite wrestling. And you can't sign everyone. No, you can't. Hopefully they'll pick up people if they have a good fit for them and not just sign them to sign them. But they do have this new show coming up. Mm-hmm. And they do need more people. And Do they? Because I feel like they still have a lot of people that they don't use right now. Yeah, they like bums. Like your boy Kip Sabian. Or, you know, the best friend guys. Like those guys are losers. Trent. No. Stop. Stop, they're, Chris. Stop. Awesome. No, they're not. They're good. You could always, you know, you could have Santana Ortiz once they break off. They could be a team. You could have, like you said, the best friends. They're actually really good. You didn't see their street fights, so you missed out. And then there's, and then you got to look at like Serpentico and Luther. Like those guys is. Yeah, those guys don't. Nakazawa. Like there's so much dead cap. You got to have somebody to lose the matches. Buddy Murphy. He's a good jobber. We've seen it for the past three years. (laughs) Oh, poor guy, because he had a lot of momentum. I feel like people were rooting for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they can't sign them all. We'll we'll see where they fall. You know, there was still the last round of cuts that I don't think anybody's really... We haven't really seen where any of them have gone, have they? From the last round, Samoa Joe. Well, is, I don't know if their 90-day compete is still... So, I'm saying we still have another batch before this batch to figure out where they're going to go. It's just, It's just so lazy to say... Oh, yeah, they're going to AEW. That's just a lazy thing to say. But I got to wonder, though, what's the WWE locker room like right now? Is everybody running around scared? Like this, I feel like this shows that, like, other than a few select people, anybody's cuttable. Well, anyone is cuttable. I mean, we see it every day, sports, we see it everywhere. Like, the way I see it, the way I say it is, dude, and if you don't like hockey, then you don't, whatever, you won't get it. But Wayne Gretzky was traded. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Wayne Gretzky was, Brett Favre was traded. Or cut or whatever. Like people are, you're replaceable. Yeah, it's a business, especially but. in professional wrestling when you're literally made. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you work hard to get that top spot. You work hard to get there, but all Vince has to do is we're pushing you to the moon. Do this, say this. Yeah, that's it. It's all then, it takes. And then next guy up. I mean, just look at Jinder Mahal when he was seriously. But look at that run. That was the most confusing run I think <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, you know, it's not confusing. As Father's Day is coming up, Chris. Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for your hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him something he's actually going to use at Manscaped. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is out, and you can get it for your dad for Father's Day. It will ship right before Father's Day if you order it within a week. That's uh, what was today? June 4th? Today's the 4th. 4th, yes. So if you order from June 4th to June 10th, you'll get it by Father's Day. Uh, Lawnmower 4.0 is uh, precision engineering tools, Chris. You shave your balls with it, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's got the 4K light. You can turn it on and off. Uh, it's got the one through four uh, inches now. You can have a you know high high top, low top, bald fade. I don't know what you want to do with it. I really don't know what you want to do with it. Um, use promo code Say It Again. Get twenty percent off free shipping with the code Say It Again. Are you gonna get this for your dad? Um, I think it's a good idea. I might have to look into it. I mean, Chris. You were born in your dad's balls. You might want to take care of that. <laughs> your, your first home, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Oh I don't know. Goodness. You think Rey Mysterio is going to get one from uh, Dominic? I mean, they just won the tag team titles. Been in the locker room. Hey, Dad, I just got you the manscape. Let's go in the showers. It is waterproof. <laughs> Let's go in the shower. You're killing me right now. Uh, that's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. You say it again. Don't forget. You came from your dad's balls, Chris. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. Leftovers. Or... Ch-ch-ch-ch-
The DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too. And what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. All right, we're back with our top five list. You know, we never mentioned our top five list this week. Our top five list this week is uh, top five first world championships. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about matches where somebody won their first world championship. Main title, not a mid-card not title. Not their European title, not yeah. the hardcore title, the, the heavyweight championship. Not the 24-7 title either. Do you know who won it the first? you know who the first 24-7 champion was? No. I don't either. I, don't I think know. it was Titus O'Neil. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was Titus O'Neil, and then he lost it to Robert Rude, and then he lost it to someone else, and R-Truth won it. Like, within seconds. I'm impressed that you know that much of his lineage. I do know that it was the worst title ever, ever shown. Like, Mick Foley was embarrassed. Yeah. He had a... Who who didn't say, hey, Vince, this is a terrible idea? Yeah, this is dumb. This is... I think they were trying to recapture the excitement of the hardcore title whenever it was on the line 24-7. But they made it a child game. Sadly. Let's get to some real belts, please. (laughs) All right. Uh... So, crossover, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say we have no crossover at all. My earliest, my my earliest was 1999 championship, and my latest was a 2000, I don't know when this was, 2018, 19? Okay. So, all right, let's start it off. You want to start I, it off? I still think that we could have a couple. All right, do you want to start it off with number five? Yes. All right. I will start it off. I know you're going to rip this one up. So we just said it was the top five like championship matches, someone winning for their first time. Yes. So I was deciding how was I going to rank mine? How was I going to qualify mine? And I wasn't doing mine just off the match itself. It wasn't just the match. Like, it, was this a five-star match? Oh. What are the five-star matches of? None of mine are like that. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Some some of mine are more about whether it's the story leading up to it, the moment in history, whatever it may be. It may not just be like, oh, this is an all time great match. So let me just say that. Okay. So just barely making my list, and I know you're gonna roll your eyes at me, and that's fine, oh, God. because <laughs> of what it could potentially mean. I'm. Putting number five, I'm going to go with Britt Baker over Sheeta from what we just saw this weekend. And let me tell you why. I'm putting that there because I'm hoping that this is the moment that we look back on in years from now and we say this was the turning point for the AEW Women's Championship when it finally took off like we had been hoping for in the start. Because that's like the one title... It just hasn't really got going. The, the division that hasn't got going. And they just haven't had the right person in place. And I'm hoping Britt Baker is that person. Yeah, you know, because it was everybody was it felt like anticipating and looking forward to her winning. And so I'm hoping this is going to be that turning point for their division. The match itself, as we talked about earlier, wasn't that great, especially the first half. Second half definitely picked up and was better. But I'm hoping that's what it's going to mean for them. So that that's why that one is barely making my list at number five. That is a lot of hope. It is. Now she has no Very one. Very hopeful. Like, who's she going to defend? Who's her first opponent? Thunder Rosa. That's a built-in story right there. Where's she been? Immediately. She had. She went back to her promotion for a little bit. So, she, so they're going to have another woman come in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping it's a start. I'm hoping they can figure something out. Again, it's wishful <laughs> thinking is what it is. Because right. I really, 
I really enjoy AEW. I'm a huge fan, and I feel like that's the one thing that stands out that's lacking really bad has always been the women's division. So I'm just, it's a hopeful. It's a hopeful top five. That's why it snuck in at number five. I'm hoping it will mean good things. Time will tell. All mine are all Hall of Famers. 100% all Hall of Famers on my list. Some from WCW, some from WWE, none from AEW, zero from AEW. I did the same thing. I went, what did I pop for the most, either as a child or as an adult, or what did I want the most, or what surprised me? The, like, what was the coolest surprise? Something like, like that. I didn't care about the match. The match meant nothing to me. It just, did they win it? How, did it? how did it go over with the fans and with us and with me? So number five was from 1999, April 11th, WCW Spring Stampede. Now, I remember this match very vividly, and I actually rewatched it this week. It was Diamond Dallas Page versus Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan versus Sting, and Macho Man was the referee. And this was the first time Diamond Dallas Page ever won a world championship. He pinned Ric Flair, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. He hit him with the diamond cutter, and he loves this. Like he, I, I listen to him on podcasts all the time. He's like, this is the greatest moment of my life when I heard Ric Flair was going to put me over. Uh this match sucked. It was slow, <laughs> as you would think, right? With all those stars like Hogan, Sting, Flair's a worker. Flair's a worker. Macho Man is ref. He didn't look like he, he was in the street clothes, looking like an idiot. Was an idiot. Like this match was the shits. It was horrible for no reason at all. The very, like, let's just get to the very end of the match. Sting was in a figure four uh, lock. Ric Flair had it on him. Sting was about to go. Break the ropes. There's no rope break in a fatal four-way match. First off, that's the first thing. The second thing is every time two people were down in the ring, Macho Man would count. One, two. Who are you counting out? Yeah. You can't count out anyone. What happens when you count to ten? <laughs> yeah, what happens? Draw. So it was a very sloppy, dumb, unorthodox match. It was horrible. So Rick Fl- and, and Sting grabbed the ropes. Macho Man kicks Sting's arms. It says, no, no rope break. Not because no rope break, because I'm screwing you. Pulls Ric Flair to the middle of the ring, so you think you're helping out Flair. Jumps to the top rope, does an elbow drop on Flair. And then it now seems like, what the hell's going on? He just screwed Sting, and he just screwed Ric Flair. What is he doing? And I think the whole crowd, I think WCW, nobody knew what was going on. Needless to say, Diamond Dallas Page came in. Diamond Cutter, Ric Flair, one, two, three. The fucking crowd went nuts. Diamond Dallas Page was champion for like 14 days. I didn't care. He was like one of my favorites. He was always an underdog. I always loved him. And he was going to join NWO and threw the shirt at him. And he was always like that lone wolf like Adam Page was. And I just loved it. Like he broke in at 37 years old, I think. And he won his world championship at plus 40 years old. And he pinned Ric Flair. And one of my favorites. I mean, you couldn't be. That's why it's number five. Like it's just a shitty match. He only <laughs> held the belt for so long. But it was awesome. Okay. That's good. All right. Uh, my number four, another recent match. And again, this is for the moment, what it meant. And it was the match that, you know, the crowd was calling for. And it was the Kofi Kingston over oh, Daniel Bryan. That's my number four. There we go. Legit number four. Kofi Kingston over Daniel Bryan. At WrestleMania 35. Kofi Mania. Yeah, that yes. was my number four. I didn't know where to slot it. I knew it was going to be on my list somewhere. Because mm-hmm. I've always loved Kofi. He deserved it. It all started with that elimination chamber where he, he replaced Mustafa Ali. Yep. Uh, and then it kind of just flopped. <laughs> like, as in, like, after he won the title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little yeah, more. I, up to I it. know. I'm just saying, like, that's what I remember the most about, like, God, we're a fucking yeah. failure. But, like... Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to be in that match. Everybody just loved him. I like how that kind of grew organically because you don't get that a lot in WWE. It's everything is forced down your throat. And this is finally one that the crowd kind of got to dictate and choose. And, you know, it was the guy that had been in the business for like, what, 10 years with the company at that point, over 10 years, and just never could get his chance. And finally he had his moment and everyone was backing him and, you know, we didn't know if it was actually going to happen. Like, was Vince really going to put him over and over Daniel Bryan? I, I bet you Daniel, because Daniel Bryan has a lot of saying creative. Mm-hmm. I bet you he pushed for that. 
Hundred oh, yeah. percent. He from had what to, we know about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. He pushed for that because he wanted to put him over, and he did in a great way. He was champion for 180 days. That's where Kofi was champion. I think he defended against Randy Orton. I think he defended against Daniel Bryan again. And the bad thing about this championship was I loved it. I love Kofi Mania. The buildup was awesome. After he won it, trash. Yeah. The dude was storing pancakes in the title. You know he wasn't he wasn't serious about it. Uh, even the the match against Brock Lesnar where he lost in four seconds. He wasn't even mad afterwards. Like he never got a rematch. Never brought it up again. They still don't even acknowledge him as champion. Yeah, they didn't. They, they still don't. Yeah, the run was definitely disappointing. But the lead up was amazing, and the payoff at WrestleMania was even better. Yes. That was really great. That was one of those ones we'll all remember for a long time. Yeah, I can't believe we're acting because I didn't move it up to, to four to match you. Like, that's literally that's my number four. At. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, and that wasn't one of the ones that I thought that maybe we would have the same. This one is one I thought maybe we would have the same. Maybe. So, my number three is back in 2006. I'm not going to interrupt you if it's mine. Okay, but if it's number if it's my number three, then we'll go. We'll run with it. If it's the same fucking one, then we'll run with it. Okay. Well, this one happened back in 2006 at the special event, ECW One Night Stand. Fuck it, fuck it. We'll we'll ride with it because it's my number two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's my number two. Yep. It, so Rod Van Dam. Yeah, RVD versus John Cena. John Cena. One Night Stand, June 11, 2006. The Money in the Bank match where he literally came out and said, I'm cashing in on you on my home turf. Yeah. In ECW. In the ECW venue there. And which was a perfect setting for that. I mean, I think is it was it that one famous sign, if Cena wins, we riot. Yep. Like everybody knew, like and I, I believe they might actually have done it that night. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I believe that. And just the energy there and everybody was excited because it was kind of like that final raw for ECW there. And Rob Van Dam was kind of one of the faces of ECW. So not only was he one of the faces in ECW, he's one of the faces in WWE or whatever it was at the time because mm-hmm. he was a big star. People loved the RVD, the whole fucking show. Yeah, because he was, he was awesome. It's just unfortunate. Like I, every every person I've said so far, I'm like, yeah. Well, unfortunately, afterwards he got uh, having drugs with Sabu and he got arrested and they stripped him of the title 14 days later. So yeah. unfortunately edge won the title from him that year. Not a good run, but, <laughs> but that match was exciting. And, I, and as I was reading about that one, I'm like, you know, I really want to go find that match and watch it again. You didn't watch it. I watched it this week. I, I watched did not it. Watch it this week. I've, I've been meaning to get around to it, but I have not yet. And I might do that tomorrow. It's, it's the time where Cena was getting bloody. You know, he, he, he was bleeding in that match. RVD really beat the shit out of him. It was a great match. I watched I, every single match on this list, on my list, I've watched this week to, okay. to actually see, like, the rea- not to see the match, to see the reaction, to see if the crowd was really behind what was going on and what I wanted. And I wanted RVD to win super bad. Yeah. He I did. think we all did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He had I think to win. A hundred million people out of a hundred million wanted to see him win. Yes. Except for, like, that one kid in George Vasquez. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, George. <laughs> Well, since we all linked up on our four and three, our three. So give me your number three then, right? Okay, well, we'll go to my number three. It's uh, 2006. Yeah, we had two 2006s on my list. Okay. New Year's Resolution, Revolution, New Year's Revolution. Okay. John Cena uh, versus Edge in the Money in the Bank first match of all time, apparently. I th- How are they both 2006? I guess he held it. That, that, that was a long time ago. I guess he held it. He cashed in at New Year's Revolution against John Cena the first time ever uh, where John Cena actually fought everyone in the Elimination Chamber. It was Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, Kane, Chris Masters, Carlito. After the match, John Cena was all bloody. Edge came out with his music, handed Vince the briefcase, speared him. John Cena kicked out, speared him again, won the title for the first time in his life. That's the ultimate way to use the Money in the Bank briefcase. That's how you use it. That's how they used it. It was awesome. It was a big shock to everyone because earlier in the night, Edge fought Ric Flair for the Intercontinental title. Edge got disqualified. Nobody thought we'll see Edge again. That's the beauty of the Money in the Bank. That's how you're supposed to use it. 
use that person with it early in the show. They forget about you because you already wrestled. Then you surprise everyone. Yeah. And he won the title and the rest is history. Edge is a fucking Hall of Famer. Yep. That's a good pick. All right. Well, since you burned your number two, I guess we'll go right into my number two. And this one I thought maybe might show up. I don't know. This might be your number one. It could be. Chris, <laughs> did you just like steal my list? Did no. You- <laughs> but I, I just know that you like this moment. You like this person. And it almost sounded like a second ago you were just describing it because mine was a money in the bank cash in. My number two is Seth Rollins over Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31. That wasn't mine. That did not make your list. I thought for sure that one would be the one to make your list. Because what you thought I was going to brag about how I called it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly why I thought you were going to put that at the number one spot. I literally told everyone that would listen to me that this is going to happen. And people are like, oh, my God. No, guys, this was the obvious thing to do, idiots. But yes, I loved it. If it's not on my list. But I heard that they made that decision, you know, Vince being his impulse self, that they made that decision like a little bit before the match. Well, they should have. It's, it was the, the most obvious thing ever. It was the best choice. But like you said, it was not in anybody's mind because he had wrestled earlier against what, Randy Orton. And so nobody was really thinking that we we're going to see him again. And then he comes out in the middle of that match where they realized that like they had put themselves in a corner because no one wanted to see Lesnar win. Nobody wanted to see Reigns win. And it was kind of like everyone always jokes. Uh, I just want to see somehow both of them lose. Mm-hmm. I want to see them both lose. I know that can't happen, but I want to see them both lose. And then Seth Rollins comes out and you realize, wait, they can both lose. I hope that's what Seth Rollins is here for. And the fact that it happened at a WrestleMania in the main event, um, that was just a huge, huge, huge moment in wrestling. And the huge perfect moment. way to cash in a money in the bank. Yeah. I mean, so Edge, it, well, not Edge, but Edge's character or whatever invented the best way to do it when mm-hmm. you're beat up. That is the second best way to do it, to enter the match, middle of the match. It is like kind of what Roman did with The Fiend and uh, Braun Strowman. Remember that? Like, what, a year ago now? He didn't have a money in the bank, but he's just like, oh, I'll come in the middle of the match and do it. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Come in when you're all tired, and then you win. So we're at my number one, huh? So we're at, yeah. All right. This happened on Monday Night Raw, April 17th, 2000. The WWF Championship. It was a non-title match at first. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, not yet. Really? Okay, it was a non-title match. Opened Raw. It opened Raw. This was back when Triple H and Stephanie were at their peak. Triple H was champion. Chris Jericho was, for some reason, always cussing out Stephanie, calling her a slut, dirty this, dirty that. You know, so he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm, he wanted to apologize to, to Stephanie, but he didn't. He's like, I want to I want to apologize to all the dirty skanks out there because you're way better than Stephanie, yada, 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 yada. Triple H comes out pissed. He's fucking just, I watched this whole thing three times this week because my favorite moment of hell of Raw ever. And Jericho's like, you know, Triple H, you're, you're this, you're that, you're a tough guy, you're the champion. Why don't you put that title on the line tonight? Triple H being mad says, okay, I'll do it. 10 minute match. A bump happens to the referee. Earl Hebner comes in. Jericho hits the lion salt. Fast count. One, two, three. Jericho's champion for the first time in WWF. Like, holy fuck. Like me as a Jericho fan watching a random brawl and it happened the first match of the night. I'm like, what? Like Jericho's got the belt. This was back when Jericho was feuding with nobody. He was in the doghouse. Like, he just came from WCW, and he was pretty much, like, not Jericho yet. He was just the Jericho I liked. And he was champion, and I was like, Sam, what happened, dude? But Triple H is the boss. Like, he was the boss. So he grabbed Earl Hebner, told him to reverse the decision. They got reversed. But technically, it goes down in history as Jericho was the champion for... Like 45 minutes. <laughs> like One of the shortest reigns. Technically, he was champion. Did they he, acknowledge it in the lineage of the belt? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. And Jericho always talks about this moment because I think this was the moment. There's two moments where Jericho won the title. Where Vince is in the, at catering and was like talking to Taker. Can you believe it? This is, this is all going to shits because we're putting the belt on Jericho. And then that's how Jericho found out he was winning the title. That might be for the undisputed title or might have been for this one. I can't remember which one. But I remember Jericho talking about he's, he he, ran, he doesn't he knows he's giving the belt back up. But he ran to the back, ran to his dressing room, put 
put the belt around his waist and took some pictures. Cause like, <laughs> he's like, I'll never know if I'm going to have this again. Yeah. So I have it for 45 minutes, but that's just my number one. It's just a, a raw. I like when stuff happens on raw where you can just randomly, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That used to be that way. Now it's just trash. Yeah. Now they advertise a Bobby Lashley match open challenge all night long. Then it happens. Kofi comes out and they go, no, it's a non-title match. Dude, that was fucked up. Yeah. It's a whole different story. Let's not even talk about <laughs> Raw now and Raw then because it just gets me mad. So my number one, it's going to get another eye roll from you and that's fine. Uh, Can I guess first? I like doing this. I love guessing your list. Oh, it's an obvious one for sure. Is this, it Jericho, is a, this is AEW? a layup right here. Is it Jericho AEW? Because you're that, such a mark. I figured, oh, so it's, it's history. Like, So that's the one we're going with? No. Oh, is it Moxley? Is it Kenny Omega? It's So mine is from January 4th, 1999. That's a long time ago. On Raw. Oh, God. Do you know it now? <laughs> yeah. You know it now, right? The one that was the turning point that is always viewed and seen as the turning point you know, in the Monday Night War. I never, I didn't even think about this list because it was a joke, but okay. Come on, that's <laughs> like one of the greatest first time championship. No, it is. It is the greatest <laughs> first time championship match. I'm talking, of course, about Mankind Over the Rock on that Monday Night, that pre-taped Monday Night Raw show that will forever be remembered by anybody that watches WWE or big fans of wrestling because that was, again, that was the turning point because Tony tells everybody on WCW, the commentator, oh, you know, whatever. It's just, uh, don't worry about tuning into that. It's just mankind winning the belt tonight because they knew because it was pre-taped. And he says it as a joke, like, nobody wants to see that. Mm-hmm. And, when, and everybody flips over and says, what? He's winning the belt tonight? We're going to watch that. That was the end. That was the beginning of the end for the WCW. But it was, of course, that no DQ match. Of course, he had help from Stone Cold because he had his big rivalry going on with The Rock. And, of course, I mean, go figure. I'm picking a match that The Rock is losing is, is one of the best here. Yeah. And I just think for someone winning their first time, it was that sentimental moment. It just, because it was mankind. He was like that lovable loser that would always get his ass kicked around the ring. And here he is being the face of the company. (laughs) How long did that reign last? I do not know how much. Let's see. I don't know. How long did that last? I don't know. But while you look that up, I can, uh, you know, we didn't do this yet. You can find us on Twitter, Josh Kimmel, OUS, RTW Chris on Twitter. More active every single day. Facebook, Instagram, Real Talk Wrestling Pod. You can find us at the Say It Again Network anywhere. Anywhere podcasts are found, by the way. Uh, Chris, have you looked that up yet? Or should I keep on talking about Tell me more about this moment because I know you love it too. No, you know, I don't love this moment. Why? 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 Because I didn't care about mankind and I was still WCW Mark until the end. Until, (laughs) until... Jeff Jarrett was champion until David Arquette was champion. I was a WCW mark until the end. When when Hollywood Hulk Hogan laid down, no, when Jeff Jarrett laid down for Hogan and Vince Russo was like, this is bullshit, yada, yada, yada. Scott Steiner was champion. Booker T was champion. I didn't go over. I didn't flock over to the WWF, to that redneck trailer park trash show. I didn't watch that stuff. I watched WCW because I have class, Chris. <laughs> I have class. Now, the only time I switched over for WWF is when Jericho was there, and that was it. 100%. The rest of it was trash. Is that it? You got it yet? No, I don't have it yet. Jesus Christ. We'll have to look it up later. I don't remember exactly. It probably was not terribly long, but. It's probably like, what, one day? Who knows? It's not, no, we're not talking about Kane. (laughs) One day. So, that was, I don't know. I don't, I knew that one would not make your list. Because it was the obvious layup and you hate putting those on your list. But I feel like, you know. I didn't even think just, about it. Really? Because I think that was the immediate first one that came to mind. I honestly didn't even think about it. Because, yeah. Well, you know, you know why I didn't think about it? Because Mankind is so off my radar. And I know I get a lot of hate from this. He's not even on my top like 100 favorite wrestlers. Yeah. He's just not. And it's nothing to do with him. He's a great guy. Probably, and he took he a lot is, of bumps. Hilarious. Yeah, he just took a lot of bumps and stuff, and he just wasn't one of my 
Like, I just didn't get his character. And, and it's nothing against him. It's just, I didn't, to me, I like big, sweaty dudes. And that's what I like. And he's not a muscly, sweaty dude like what you like. No, he's not, Chris. So that was our episode. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, Chris, I know you have a topic for next week. And you have a topic for the next week after that. Let's introduce that right now. Okay, so do we want to do good or bad next week? What do you want to do? You're, you're which, the man. Which? You're the man. You tell okay, me. well, let's let's start with, it's, this is going to be a two-part top five list. Next week, we're going to pick between, because we let's be honest, we watch WWE, we watch AEW. We don't really follow the other ones close enough. So we're going to do the top five things between WWE and AEW top five things that they are doing wrong right now. So next week is wrong. Next week is wrong. Then do I have to do a five on AEW and five on WWE? No, just five total. Just make a list of five and it can be from either promotion. Um, It could be wrestling in general. If you have a general thing about wrestling today, but you know, I'm just saying we we don't follow impact enough. How about what, what's yeah. Okay. What's wrong with what are these promotions doing wrong? Yeah, what yeah, what 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 are five things that we just think are wrestling is getting wrong right now? Well, Obviously it's gonna be a lot of WWE what they can stuff. Pro- what they can improve on. Just five things, yeah, that they're not doing right. right right now. Can I give, and then, can and I then give one right now? And then it, I mean you're gonna have can I, give, I figure can I is, give one right now? This is probably gonna be the hardest list for you because you can only do five. I think you could probably do a hundred and five. Can I do one right now? If you want, go ahead. Okay, I got one. Fire JR. Fire JR. Fire him. Oh, That's and Tony Khan, you're not a fucking celebrity. You're not a fucking wrestler. Stop doing your stupid promos. They suck. I think you're going to have a fun time with this. With Tony this Khan, you look like a fucking nerd. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's going to be it. And then in the week after, it's you're going to have to say five things that they're doing right, which I bet that one's going to be tough. You probably will only find, like, two things for that list. RK, bro. <laughs> <Of> RK, <laughs> bro. That's three. <laughs> Doesn't count as three. All right, we're out of here, man. Later. See ya.
or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.